composition and layout. A face of everybody and no one in particular. No, I genuinely am an artist and... I do art all day long. Most artists don't make a living out of what they're doing. I dream about it at night, trying to get those letter forms. I'm obsessed with art. Hello and welcome to this episode of Art Related Nonsense. My name's Stuart from Inspiring City and today I'm with Jason Lilly in his English country garden. Hi Jason, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. We've been talking about just your, you know, just before we started the, the conversation on the podcast about your work. Mm -hmm. Can you just give us an overview about what it is that you do? Well, I suppose I'm a printmaker, mainly I work on paper. I'm pretty well known for producing uh, images of architecture, mainly London. Yeah, I've seen a lot of London images. A lot of London-based stuff, yes. In fact, in, um, we, we're just in, in your garden at the moment and there's a sort of studio that just looks out onto the onto garden. Must be a brilliant place to work. Mm -hmm. But on your, your bench, you've got a huge print at the moment, which is a London scene, <laughs> isn't it? Can you tell me about, about this? Well, this is one of my favourite scenes. Always has been one of my favourite views in London. It's actually titled Best View in Town. And it's uh, an image which you'd see from standing at the top of Primrose Hill. And I think it's just, it just shows London at its best. You see all the, all the buildings, you see the city, but equally you see how green it is mm. and all the greenery, which uh, I think makes, makes the print what it is. I love, you know, I like doing the buildings and stuff, but I think what really brings that print alive is the colour and the green in the trees and the parks. There's something about London, the cityscapes that you really enjoy. There is that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I lived, you know, I've lived in. Well, I lived in London since 1994, and I've only just recently moved out. But I think, I think just being in the city, so I always, I'm always producing work, which is my environment or was my environment. But I have a particular love for architecture and brutalist architecture, and Art Deco and things like that. So there's lots of buildings in London, which I particularly love, which started me, started me off being a professional artist. I think probably Battersea Power Station was my first love and I did an image of that and then it moved on to other iconic buildings in London. And this, this scene here then, Primrose Hill, that, mm -hmm. you say that's best for you, has that got special meaning for you then? That, that? I, I don't know if it's got a special meaning, but I think you can see, I think I can see just about all my favourite buildings. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, it's nice to be up on a hill in London because usually you're down in the city and you don't get an art, you don't, it's almost like having a bird's eye view, isn't it, of, of London. Um, yeah, I don't think it's particularly special to me. It's just that I can see, I can see everything I love. Yeah, so the greenery and the yeah, architecture combined. I possibly coming from Devon originally, I still like my green fields and everything like that, you see. So perhaps that's what I love about it most is the, you know, the the blend of uh, the city and the, uh, the greenery, which is quite nice. And, and when you look at the architecture, what is it, what it is about these, these buildings that you, what, what attracts you? I don't know what it is, you know, there's, I don't know. I do like, like the brutalist kind of architecture, so the big concrete nasty ones, <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people hate, but I love them, like kind of Chalik Tower and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know, I just like the, I like more the concrete kind of, I'm not particularly in awe of like all the glass buildings, but it's more the big concrete structures, mm. like Oxo Tower or something like that, you know. Um, 
the thing, the buildings that excite me. So the Trellick Tower was there the other day, but they've got a big graffiti sort of hall of fame there. Do you mm. know that, that? Just at the base of the Trellick no, Tower, it could no. be quite edgy I haven't been up there for a few years, to be quite honest with you. But I always remember it when I used to go home to Devon. I used to go out, go out of Paddington mm. and I used to see it while I was coming in. The thing I always loved about it was just the silhouette because there's no other building like it. You know, you can, you can see all the other buildings, but you know, as soon as you... As soon as you go past the, the Trellick Tower and you get that certain line-up where you're just looking at it straight on and it's got the little spines that go off to the lifts on the side, you just know that it's the Trellick Tower. I can't like that. It's the same with the Battersea, isn't it? When you go past on the, uh, on the train and you, yeah. you, used, well, you can't see it really anymore. No, it used to be. That, that silhouette yeah. used to be dramatic when the sun was coming up behind Oh, it. it's just fantastic. The towers are everything, aren't they? Oh, they're, they're amazing. You know, the chimneys are just amazing. I just love that building so much. Um, I don't know how many times I've painted it. I must have painted it or printed it at least a hundred times, you know, in different ways. Um, I just love it. And whenever I do uh, a new collection of work, it's always, it has to be like the first one. And then I work out what the other ones are going to be like. So other buildings or all the technique I use, I always do the Batsy first. And then that technique or how I produce that one will follow on through to the other buildings. But I always start with Batsy. I can see in the, your, your, your face as well. It lights up as soon as you're talking. <laughs> I do love it. I do love it. Do you know, weird, because you can see on this big piece and all my pieces that I use this cream mm. as a background for everything. And that came about because that's the cream of the chimneys of Batsy Power Station. So everything I started with, I would start with Battersea. So you can see on this piece here hanging off the print dryer, uh -huh. that cream there, Yes. I use on everything but it's the cream of the chimneys of Battersea Power Station. Oh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I love it. <laughs> no, you do love it. So, I mean, looking at this print, actually, because we're, in, we're, we're in, inside the studio now, it's, it's a big old piece. It's, you know, it's a flat-looking picture from, uh, of the cityscape. Framed, from... I think it's 2.2 metres wow. by 80, cent 80 centimetres. I mean, that is, that is a big old... It's hard work. big it's, old piece. It's hard work even buying that paper. <laughs> can imagine yeah. yeah where do you find that from <laughs> but how do you put it together because you know i've read that you take a lot of pictures um in order to create your work at first well this piece is starts off with standing at the top of primrose hill i'm taking 300 photos of every individual building every every tree everything basically that i think i got once I get, I know what I'm looking for, and I know when I get onto the computer, and what I do is I, I kind of feather everything together, but I know that there's significant buildings that people want to see, so I'll take extra, extra care of uh, really zooming in and taking uh, really sharp photographs of things I want to that I want to stand out in the finished piece. But yeah, it's, so it's about, it's probably there's about, probably about 150 photos that I'd use, and then that's a, probably a five weeks work of just putting them together and getting it right and sometimes popping back to take more photos because there's bits that I might have missed. And then how do you stitch all the, the pictures together? I do all that in Photoshop. So yeah, I'm pretty handy on, with Photoshop. Because um, it just looks like one, one, one picture. Like well, you've just gone up there the and idea. taken one picture. The idea, is to, the idea for me is you are standing at the top of Primrose Hill and this is what you'll see. Because if you just take one photo, a camera cannot see what we can see, you know? So the idea is to get everything in focus, everything sharp, and yeah, that's it really. And you can it's... only do that by taking individual buildings, individual yeah, trees, there's... individual people. Yeah, yes. 
yeah every single detail it's you know it's probably like drawing it i suppose if you draw something everything's sharp isn't yeah. it but yeah so it's the idea is to get everything in focus and you can only do that by taking individual photos of every section but yeah there's no shortcuts no quick way of doing it it takes a very long time yeah. i suppose the other thing that that stands out really prominently about your work is your use of gold leaf so the the, the, the entire skyline of what i'm looking at here is is just full of gold gold leaf yeah uh, what, what, what is it about the gold leaf that you like i started using gold because i was exploring textures in my work my older work was all vivid flat color and i just wanted to learn new techniques and challenge myself to produce i don't know challenge myself and stretch myself to try and use different materials and gold was i just i, I don't know why i thought of gold it just about four or five years ago i just thought i'll give it a go and it was really hard work <laughs> to use um it took me about a year to work out how i could use it in a print way and i love it i think it, it brings you know the work i do alive even more but also adds so much texture and the idea is to produce i produce an edition or a print but every single one is different because they don't know how the gold's going to go down. And you can see on this piece here, you know, there's little flecks and things that happen in the gold, which won't happen on the next one. So every single one is different. I suppose, what, you see, because when I first saw this, I thought it was, a, you know, an original, because, I mean, there's clearly an awful lot of work that's gone on to, to actually put, lay the gold down in the first place. But you do this time and time again, so it's not like you send it, something to, to the printers and it comes oh, back. I You're literally I doing wish. every single I thing wish. from scratch. <laughs> yeah, and I do every single one individually as well, so that I only do one at a time. But the addition aspect is the image, mm. and that is a print through a silk screen, yet it's in this one is two halves. I don't think you'll see the join because I can't find anybody that will expose a uh, screen that big <laughs> yeah every single piece is like they're all different so the addition is the image but they're all different and then they're hand finished with pens that you can see in front of you so yeah it is kind of every print is an original so it's bridging the gap between an original and an addition uh, which is what i've been trying to do for two or three years now and i think we're there because <laughs> i think every piece is an original it's an original, but this piece here is an original piece. When I do number two, it will be different to this one, even though it's edition number two. And, and how did you get into art in the first place? What's your sort of career trajectory, if you like? Well, at school, obviously, I'm just good at art, good at making things. It was just obviously a creative person. I think we were chatting earlier that I'm dyslexic, which narrows your options. But there are a lot of creative people that are dyslexic, so it seems to be just something that we do. But yeah, I was always just really liked making things. When I left school, I didn't go on to university straight away. I actually went and worked in a printer's for two years. And I think we've come back now to <laughs> a full circle, not knowing then where I was going to end up. But yeah, I started working in a printer's, but a proper printer's, you know, printing newspapers and things on Heidelbergs. And then I went off to university and uh, studied graphic design and then uh, when I finished that uh, I got a job um, in London as a book cover designer and I did that for 13 years. I loved every minute of it but then in the background I was always producing art and I had a few galleries. I was working quite hard, I was working 18 hour days trying to fit it all in 
there came a point where I could give up the day job and become a full-time artist. It was quite scary to take that leap, but um, never look back. No, I suppose you're glad you did now, eh? Oh, without a doubt. It's an amazing life. Just going back to the, the dyslexia thing, because it's, uh, it's something you mentioned on your, your Instagram profile as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, did, did that push you towards the more creative side of your personality then? Did it... Did it um... I think so. I think, I think a, lot of, a lot of creative people are dyslexic. But you don't, I didn't know this, you know, I don't know that until now. But I think it must have, yeah. Yeah, because I don't suppose when you were at school, people would have really known that. They didn't know. It was like the 80s and I was in like, you know, remedial sets for everything or special needs and yeah, just um, taken off to kind of read books separately from everyone else. So there was obviously learning difficulties, but dyslexia wasn't, wasn't a big thing. No, it wasn't, wasn't no. recognised and addressed as it is now. But that's why I'm quite proud of mentioning it to people because I get contacted by a lot of kids that are dyslexic and they're quite interested in what I do and things like that and it's a way of just telling people that, you know, it might all be going a bit shit at school but there is a way out and it just, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Were you always creative at school, was you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, from even earlier than that, you know, I was always making stuff, cutting up boxes, making castles, I don't know, all sorts of things. What know. was your first memory? Do you remember that of, of, of you know, doing something art related? Is there anything that stands out? I, <laughs> I've got it here actually, but it's, um, it always reminds me, is a, I did a painting. Now, is it 1981? 1980, 1981 it must have been, of uh, Charles and Diana getting married. I entered it to a painting competition, and I think I won. Well, that's what I tell people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the only story anyone needs to know, you yeah. won. <laughs> but that's one of my earliest kind of memories of actually trying hard to paint right. something. Um, yeah, and yeah, no, I did win, I did win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna say, eight won the wrong wedding, was that? Yeah, I think it was 81, 81, 82, yeah. So, Blame me, yeah. I remember that too. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can't just say Royal Wedding now because people will think, <laughs> I'm talking about Charles and Diana. <laughs> Harry and Meghan now, yeah. isn't it? So just go back onto the, onto the art thing. So you, you do your, um, this gold leaf. What, what were you doing before, before that, before you started with the gold leaf and before you started with your current style? Well, I was doing painting and I used to do yeah, a lot of painting of London, but more figurative, so a lot of people in them, but still very flat colour. I really loved, I did kind of love doing it. I had like little bits of success with it, but it just took so long to produce one painting. And I don't know, that's why I went into print because I wanted to produce things, get bored very quickly. <laughs> and, uh, very low attention span. So um, I enjoyed doing the painting. I enjoyed thinking up what I was going, still going out, taking lots of photos, you know, standing in one place and taking 200 photos and then going back to the computer and creating like a scenes. I remember when I did of um, people walking across a tower bridge, but it was, there's a lot of people walking into frame, but they weren't all walking into frame at the same time. So it's kind of picking interesting people, interesting faces, and then recreating that on the computer and then taking it to canvas and actually painting it. So again, no shortcuts, just, <laughs> took a really long time to produce one painting. Well, it doesn't um, take you, you're not exactly quick producing what you're doing I'm now. not, but I can do this <laughs> in like, I can do this big one in like a week or so, actual 
making it, where the paintings used to take about three months. Okay. Yeah, so I think if this took, I, I, a week is good. I like to work on a project, you know, for a week and then do something else next week, and that's how it works. So I, it, this is my painting, you know, this is, this is where I've got to. It's not, you know, I think screen printing just flat colour on editions was too quick, where this is, you know, it's a nice little project for five days. And then I'll do, so. well, I might do the same. I'll probably do another one of these next week. But again, I said it, it will be slightly different. So where do you get your, your, your ideas from? You say you've got lots of sort of energy in terms of thinking about things that you could do. How do you know what scene to, to create next? I've got so many ideas that I need to do. I don't know if I'm going to have time to do them all. Uh, but I don't know, I did walk around London. I don't know, to see what excites me. It's no good just, to, you know, you can't just take a photo of something or create art about something because it's a London building or, you know, I've got to love it first. I've been asked to do lots of buildings which I don't like, so I won't do them and I don't sound silly because I've got to enjoy working on them. So yeah, just walking around London and just, I went out the other day and I spent two hours on Blackfire, Blackfire is it Blackfriars Bridge or the yeah. next one down, I think. Not even with the camera out, just looking. Seeing what, just so see if it, something sparks. Yeah, just see. I knew I wanted to take, I knew I wanted to do an addition from that view, but I wasn't, I'm not sure what. And so, yeah, just looking. Well, that view from Blackfriars Bridge, the, with a station that goes over and you yeah. look towards Tower, oh, that's yeah. a beautiful view, isn't it? It is, it is, but it's like doing something different that isn't, because I've done a view from other bridges, I don't know, it's just finding something different every time. But there is something there, and I've got, I've got it, I think, and I've taken the photos, and it will be out, you know, it will be an addition, hopefully sometime this year. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just looking and, you know, seeing, seeing what I love. It's, it's as hard just, you know, just standing there and just looking and see what will work. Because the process takes so long, I want to get it right. I don't want to waste time, really, on thing I really, you know, thing that I don't love. You've got to get, get it right in your mind. I've got to get it right in my it. head. I mean, my, I can, once I see in my head, the fi I can see the finished article in my head. And then I know, yes, right, let's do it. And then we start the process of sitting down, you know, taking all the photos, sitting down on the computer, blah, blah, doing the print. Six months later, there it is, you know, and it's, so it's got to be the right image is, or yeah, image. You, you, you'll be working with that for a long time. Yes, exactly, exactly. And if anything's wrong with it, it'll niggle me. Mm. You know, with a lot of artists, I think you find, you know, you, you see people and they go, oh, it's not quite right. And you look at it and you go, there's nothing wrong with it. And they go, well, you know, and that's the problem. You see, you, you, if it's not right, if I get to this, you know, doing a print this big and I'm looking at it with you now and there's something on it at this stage I don't like, that's really annoying. So you've got to catch that kind of when, before you get your camera right. Have you ever done that? Have you ever sort of worked on something and thought, actually, you know what, this isn't Absolutely happening. loads of times. I don't do it so much anymore. <laughs> a bit more careful now with your yeah. original choice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> One thing that I like to ask people is, is about a favourite piece of work or an art piece that you might think about or a show that might come to mind. You know, it means something, it's special. Is there anything that comes what? to mind when you think of a favourite art piece? I was lucky enough to go to Sensation. I always remember, I was at uni, I was at uni in Farnham, and I jumped in my Beetle and drove up to London, parked it somewhere. I remember going to Sensation uh, with my friend Carola, 
it just opened my eyes to what art could be. What was Sensi so, Sensi so it was the it was the it was the first show that Damien Hirst, you know, cut his car in half. And there was all the other artists that go along with Tracy Emin and a tent and things like that. And I just because before that I thought art was a bit boring, you know. And then I saw that show, and that was must have been in ninety. 96, 97, something like that. I can't remember the artist's name, and that's annoying, but, but she did a painting of Myra Hindley with children's handprints. As you walked in, it was, it must have been, it felt like it was like 500 metres away down a corridor. But as soon as I came in, I could see it, and all I wanted to do was get down there and have a look, because I thought it was amazing. I think it opened my eyes to art and what art could be, and it, it was exciting. Because they were trying something new, they were yes. different, they were edgy, yes. they were pushing the boundaries, yes. is that what? constant, yeah, everything was new, and it was just controversial. But it, was, it, it just looked great to me, it was like fantastic, you know. Everyone, you know, lots of people moan about that kind of art and stuff, I just think it's fantastic. Just to do something different, do something yeah. different. Push yourself, push yourself. And, you know, I don't, that's what I, I try and do every day. It's just, well, you know, for every collection I bring out, it's just to do something different, which is really hard. How do you get involved with Art Republic? I think I got a phone call, which was nice. Oh, you got the phone call, great. <laughs> yeah, you must be good. Yeah, I think I got a <laughs> phone call, which I, because quite lucky I do get a few galleries like you know wanting to have my work but it's usually an email or something and I was like, oh phone call and you know and that was quite nice and then just a chat about um about my work them liking it yeah I thought when it was, was that what was the what was the piece that sort of I think at, the, at that time I was just done a piece of of Greenwich from Greenwich Observatory and I think that caught someone's eye at Art Republic and also I did a big square piece, the view from the Tate Modern looking at St Paul's and I think they quite like that as well. I'm not surprised, both are great views though. Yeah, so yeah, awesome views, yeah. yes. I've, um, I've stood at the top of that, so is it Greenwich Common? Yeah, or Greenwich Park, isn't Greenwich it? Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another, you know, that is another, um, it's, it's another Primrose Hill, isn't it? It's, you know, you can see a lot of London from up there and a lot of green. It's not, it's not about just staying in the, in the studio, is it? It's about getting out and about. You've got to get out and about, yeah. I, I do go out a lot and take a lot of photos. The wonderful thing about London is it's constantly changing. You know, buildings come up all the time now. I quite like my cranes. <laughs> so I always add cranes or put, I always make sure there's lots of cranes in my work as well. And there's always different cranes, more cranes, less cranes and everything. So. Even if the buildings don't change, the cranes change, <laughs> uh, which I quite like. Is it linked um, to your love of brutalism? You like this sort of building? Yeah, I like, yeah, big, you know, you know the buildings before they put all the glass on and it's just the concrete bit that the lifts go in. I quite like that, you know, I think um, the shard was like that for a long time until they covered it in that glass. But I quite like the concrete, prefabricated concrete slabs and things like that that are inside the buildings. So you've got a lot of love for London there, but now, of course, we're, we're here in leafy Kent. We are, Seven Oaks, yes. What, 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 what brought you down here? What made you move out of London? My partner, Anna, we wanted to start a family. 
I just thought it's just a nicer environment, isn't it? I think than not that London isn't a horrible. It's not a horrible environment, but I I come from the countryside, you know, and London served a purpose, and I love London so much. But I equally I love the countryside. Did um, you just get to the point you wanted to actually change of scenery and come out and change of scenery to work a little bit more? To be quite honest with you, because London's very distracting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was probably working more hours than I should in London because I used to go out quite a lot. <laughs> it is a hazard of London, isn't it? It is. Um, well, I should have been working more, really. So it's quite nice to be down here, and uh, I do turn out quite a lot of work now. <laughs> well, I have to say, we're in, we're in your garden, and, and you know, just just overlooking it, you have this beautiful sort of kitchen area where you can just look out into. You know the the the, the garden and, yeah. and the, the plants and the bird table and things like that. It's very different to London, isn't it? It is. It is a lot different, um, but it's it's a lot calmer. Mm. I'm a lot calmer, <laughs> a lot more relaxing. I'm a lot more relaxed, <laughs> and but yeah, I, I I enjoy it. I I quite like it. It's quite nice. It's I can sit there on the computer on that table and look out into the garden and I don't know just I'm just it'll be calm space to produce the work I produce um, but obviously I have to go up to London we're not far away we're only 30 minutes it's just it's on the hop on the, on the train isn't yeah, it not far at all exactly it's um, amazing how how quick how you know quickly you can get to some of these yeah, places just yeah. outside of the city and, and if you're in the city you you think actually that's all there is but actually I have, when you're in the country. I have people that live in London and can't get to Victoria as quick as I can. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, thanks very much for inviting me to your studio and thanks for talking to us on Art Related Nonsense. Thank you very much for coming to see me. Mm -hmm.